We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show, a special weekend edition. We didn't do a Friday show because, frankly, we were completely <laughs> exhausted from a week of, of NBA basketball. But here we are coming to you on a Saturday to break down the latest going on around the NBA. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how about the Utah Jazz going 82 and 0 apparently, right? Yeah, complete reversal, right? We, we all thought they were tanking, and the guys are like, no, we're winning the whole thing. It's uh, like Major League, right? That's I, right. I, I, won't, I won't repeat the actual quote, but because uh, we'd like to keep it family-friendly here on the front office show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Jazz, they have real NBA players. Like, it's just a question, I think, that we're all wondering is, how long are they going to have those real NBA players? But I don't know, man. It's It kind of... It could be like what Danny Ainge did with the Celtics. Maybe they just outsource the tank to Minnesota or Cleveland, but I don't think either one of those teams is really going to be bad. But, yeah, go go Jazz, I guess. I mean, good good for them. We'll see if they regret these wins. In, yeah, is it, uh, is it good for them? I don't know. I, I mean, right now I think it is. It's what it really is is further proof players and coaches don't tank. Organizations mm-hmm. do. Right. Like when players are out there, they're going to play hard. They're going to try to win. Um, That's just the reality. No, no, there's at no point is Mike Conley coming down on a fast break and saying, man, we need Victor Wembanyama. Let me throw this ball into the eighth row. Right. Right. That doesn't happen. Players don't do that. That is an organizational decision by either, you know, sit guys out or trade guys or whatever. So, yeah, it's, you know, we'll find out. They had there had to be a degree that it had to feel good to a degree to beat the Wolves specifically, you know. What I mean, with oh, their trade like there that had to be a factor in yeah. this. But that being said, like we know how crazy this tank race is going to get this year, and you wonder if these wins are going to come back to haunt. It feels weird to talk about it that way, but if these <laughs> wins, if, if, two if games were, into the season, yeah, can right. can they survive? Yeah. The wins in the first two games of the season. Yeah, right? I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and find <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't want to go too far because like if we were having this conversation early last year, we would have been like, Well, I guess the wizards are gonna be title contenders. And, right. Yep. You know, it all went sideways on them. But yeah, it's I mean, yeah, if they if they finish like fourth or fifth in the lottery because by a win or two, yeah, you're probably like, Man, why did we win those two games to open the year? Like, what were we doing? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, they keep winning games. Like, then it's like, 
all right, I guess we'll make a playoff run here. So, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens too. Speaking of which, the Wizards are also two and up. So yeah. go ahead and yeah. and you know start start uh, booking that championship parade for them as well. Uh, Washington but, Utah finals, man, everyone's gonna love it. That's right, that's right. Adam Silver's got to be excited. Uh, yeah, speaking of probably. Adam Silver. Uh, he has apparently put teams on notice about tanking. The NBA is keeping an eye on things uh, in regards to the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes that we think is going to be a storyline all season long, particularly looking at the teams at the bottom of each conference. But what can they really do here? I mean, I guess you could try to stop teams from just outright sitting players, but they're trying to put teams on notice about tanking. They already flattened out the lottery odds to try to prevent this. Mm-hmm. And with this kind of potentially teams are seeing Victor Wembanyama and with good reason as a generational talent with that being what's out there. I, I don't fault teams that much for doing what they need to do in order to give themselves the best shot of landing. him. Yeah. And I don't think Adam Silver does either. He said he understands why team now he did not name Victor Wembanyama. But he did say, I understand why teams would tank when there's a once-in-a-generation player about to enter the league, which obviously Wambanyama is. Um, But he said it's a serious issue that has sparked hundreds of meetings. Now, let's be clear what this environment was. He was speaking with employees of the Phoenix Suns. Um, He went there to basically issue an apology from himself and the NBA as a league for basically not doing anything about Robert Sarver earlier um but then that turned into a full like hey let's do like a town hall session with with these employees and one of the questions that came up was what do we do about tanking and yeah his quote was we put teams on notice we're going to be paying particular attention to the issue this year to your point i don't what do you do like it's not really you know i mean we've already got the fines in place right for sitting guys and those kind of things but i don't know what else you do with that now what he did say was considered that, as you and I, right, we both enjoy uh, Premier League soccer. He said, uh, let me find the quote. We have, the league has thought about relegation as a potential solution to ensure the worst performing teams are incentivized to compete. If you're watching this, you don't know what relegation is. Basically, in, in many soccer leagues around the world, the top teams from the second division win their way into a spot in the first division and the bottom teams in the first division move down to the second division. And every year it's a right teams at the very top of the league are competing to win the league and the teams at the bottom are competing to not be relegated. So what would happen is the worst two NBA teams would go to the G league in theory, in this model and the two best teams in the G league would come to the NBA. Adam Silver said it's too disruptive to our business model G League teams would not be equipped to compete in the NBA. You also the fact, as you pointed out very astutely when we're off air, the owners would be like, "Bull crap!" <laughs> like I, yeah. I, you know, my, uh, you know, I'm not going from playing the Lakers and Knicks and Chicago Bulls to uh, playing the Grand Rapids Gold and the right. Lakeland Magic and those kind of things. That, that's that. Yeah, it would be, uh, you know, but be a disaster. The fact that it's even been broached says to me. Maybe they are looking at more things to solve tanking beyond just the flattened lottery odds. We'll see. But yeah, it was, it was, I, I, that's the first time I've ever heard at Adam Silver's level, even broach the possibility of relegation being a thing. The loss of revenue for a team that got relegated would be massive. Yeah, massive. 
you go from playing in an NBA arena to playing in a G League arena. You go from playing NBA teams to G League teams. It's just the G League is becoming a bigger and bigger thing, and and, that, and it's great. I think it's mm-hmm. been a great thing for the sport. It's not at the level where you can do this, no. as you mentioned. It's not even for the top G League teams. You can't just throw them yeah. into the NBA and say, "Here you go." Uh, you know, the, it, that will not work out well either. But for an to tell an NBA owner, "Hey, you just paid." Three and a half billion dollars <laughs> yeah. or whatever to get this team. And now you're going to suffer massive, massive losses because you're no longer going to be televi- on televised games. You're no longer going to be yeah. in big arenas. Instead, you're going to be playing G League teams. That it will not fly. Owners will no, it, absolutely freak out. This would take years of overhauling the entire system of both the NBA and the G League in the Premier League. Teams that are in the second division sometimes are still some of the most, they're some of the richest, most well-supported clubs in the world. They just maybe fell in the hard times and everything went sideways on them. You know, often they're only down in the second division for a year or two, and then they play their way back up. And there tends to be a group of, in my experience, watching it and reading about it and all those things. There's like six to eight teams every year that are kind of up and down, up and down. They're, you know, they're, they're real, always on the borderline of relegation and promotion. But yeah, it's just, it, it's an absolutely wild thought to think through. But what the other problem is, so let's say, you know, Team X tanks and says, fine, relegate us. We still get Victor Wambanyama. Do we want Wembenyama's first league? Exactly. Here in the pros, be playing in the G League where it's not even on TV and those kind of things on a regular basis. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that sounds awesome in theory. It's just it's I guarantee you in my lifetime at least I'm probably going to live shorter than you will because I don't take as good a care of myself as you do. But I'll even say in your lifetime we're never going to see this. It's okay. just too much money at the very highest levels of pro sports. And in our league structures in the United States and Canada, North American pro sports are not set up to support this kind of relegation and promotion structure. It's it's interesting that they would consider going to these lengths in order to combat tanking. But I think that the, the play-in system and the flattened lottery odds have kind of done their job. You're not seeing 10 teams tanking each season or anything like that you're seeing teams more often than not make a push to go and get into the play-in tournament. I think it's done its job. I don't think taking is a, as big of an issue as it was five years ago, yeah. but I, I just think this would be an extreme. And then think about the scenario because the NBA has has so much based their business model on stars, right? On like, we're marketing, we're not marketing Lakers versus Nets. We're marketing LeBron versus Kevin Durant, right? Like that's that's the way it's going. Okay, what if, what if one of those star players, those top tier guys, spends the season being injured, as we see happen mm-hmm. sometimes? That team bottoms out. Next thing you know, hey, LeBron's not on TV anymore. Yeah, like that. It's it's not like we said. It, yeah. I don't want to be to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, happen, you're, you're but, over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That said, uh, let's go to the other thing he talked about: expansion. Yeah, still coming. It's coming. It's a hundred percent. When the commissioner is openly saying we're going to look at it and puts a loose-ish timeline to it it's coming it's we, we all know it you know just start preparing yourself now there's going to be 32 nba teams within the next probably i'll say on the court five to six years probably um basically same same forum with phoenix suns employees adam silver was asked about expansion and he said um let me find it 
Uh, basically, um, he's not worried about the dilution of talent because he thinks there is so many um, good players. But he did say it's something they have to factor in. They want to have 30 competitive teams, not 20. He has said that repeatedly. That is a goal, right? 30 strong franchises. Um, but he did say after they're done negotiating their next TV rights deal, it is um, expires in 24, 25, but those negotiations have already begun. So that's going to happen, probably be done being negotiated, I'm guessing, within a year from now. And then they'll play it out, and then it'll go into effect with the 25, 26 season. Then we're going to, you know, broach the expansion topic. And that's why I'm putting that, you know, let's call it a five, six-year window because they'll announce expansion, then it'll turn uh, turn into probably a year or two before we actually see those teams, uh, you know, on the court actually playing in games. Yeah, even once they award a franchise to a specific city, and right now the heavy favorites have got to be Las Vegas and Seattle, mm -hmm. but even after they award those franchises to those cities, um, it takes a season or two before they can for yeah. them to you know ramp everything up. You have to, I mean, the hiring process of just yeah. personnel to run the team, and all, there's a lot. There's so yeah. much involved in that. It takes a little while to get the team up and running. So it's not like we're saying, hey, next season, two new teams. Yeah. No, it's going to take a little while, but it does sound like it's going to happen. Um, then we can get into an expansion draft and all that that kind of talk too. Yeah, we need to keep front office show running at least through that because that's going to be a content machine for us. We can do mock protected lists and mock expansion drafts and all sorts of fun stuff. I, 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 I've been wanting expansion to happen selfishly um, for just that part of it. Like I want to be covering the league, you know, during an expansion period. Um, but I also, it's time. It's just time. I, I was going around and I've checked in the last couple of full games, uh, Wednesday and Friday night, full schedules, checking in on all these different teams. And I'm like, there's so much talent in the league right now. Like the league's as deep as it's ever been. I think in talent, like we're, we're, we're ready for there to be teams. Does that mean teams are going to come right in and be awesome? No, probably not. Expansion teams aren't supposed to be it's supposed to be bad for a couple of years, but yeah, I, I think we're, um, you know, looking forward to uh, expansion coming. You know, I'm going to, like I said, next five or six years, I think we've got two new teams. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move on to uh, your team for a moment here. Al Horford going to be sitting out the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Is that going to be, is that the plan for the season? Is that just a, hey, we're ramping things up early on type of thing? What's what's that decision looking like? Yeah, the um, Celtics were asked about this, and they were, this was, uh, few days ago, knowing they were going into this back-to-back -back set in Miami and Orlando. And they said, there's not really a plan to do it, but that Al Horford would not play both halves of back-to-backs all year long, like he did last year. Now it's important to know last year he's coming off basically a half year off. So, because he didn't play that second half of his time with Oklahoma city. So I think they're just being cautious. I think they're officially saying he has low back stiffness or soreness. It's really a rest night. They just don't want to call it that. And I think they're looking at it saying, hey, this is a chance to get some other guys out there, some you know different bigs. Let's get them in the lineups and, and go against Orlando. We should still have enough to win. We'll see. Uh, the Magic play those um, you know sometimes four big lineups uh, that they've shown off here a little bit. So we'll see what comes of it. But, yeah, my guess is we don't see Horford play very many back-to-backs. Uh, maybe if the first night he it's a blowout, he could get out in like 20 minutes. Maybe we'll see him play a second one. Mm -hmm. But 
it's probably more like we see him sitting out that second night more often than not. Uh, yeah, and I think that's going to be make sense, especially with the, the long-term goal of trying to win a championship. You need to try to keep mm -hmm. Al Horford healthy. He was so instrumental for them in, in the playoffs. He was uh, absolutely incredible. And so they're going to need to get more of that exactly. out of out of him for yep. um, for this coming season. But uh, now let's let's pause for a moment for a word from our sponsor, which is BetterHelp. Uh, you know what? Like therapy is becoming a much more accepted thing around the sports world as well as around the world in general. There isn't this negative stigma around it. And in fact, it's being revealed that it can be a very, very helpful thing for a lot of people. It can really help particularly with problem solving. I think that's where you see it quite a bit in the sports world is how can we make a situation go better by having a different mindset? So a therapist, what it can do is, is help you become a better problem solver. It makes, you, makes it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small they are. So you can take some things that are working in the sports world apply them to your life through through something like better help so you can get uh improved uh emotional healing help with anxiety depression uh, de-stress your life remove some stress from your life by being able to talk things out with someone it can be a very important and very beneficial thing for people in their lives so if you're thinking of giving therapy a try better help is a great great option you get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at every time. And here's what I what I really love. It's very convenient and accessible because it's all online. And I think for me personally, like that would be one of my bigger hurdles is having to go and meet with someone in person. Even doing what I do now, I still, I would feel a little bit nervous. I'd feel a little bit uneasy about being, in, I think having that kind of separation of it being online actually helps. It lowers the barrier uh, to get into something like that. So I think that is nice. And in addition to, of course, the convenience of being able to do that just from your home, but having it be online, I think makes it that much more of an option for people. It makes it that much less uncomfortable for people to go through. So at least that's the way I would see it. I know there's other people out there who probably feel the way that I do. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash front office today to get a 10% discount on your first month that's better help.com slash front office all right keith let's talk a little bit about the g league draft which took place today everybody knows this right everybody <laughs> was paying attention to the and, g league yeah. draft obviously we had our big well, g league draft party of course that yep. everybody attended it was fantastic the uh sam mock drafts we did where we uh, my, i my biggest segue i can't believe we were perfect like we nailed every single we, pick. Every single pick. We got them all. Um, we got our Woj on and we spoiled yeah. every pick um, before it came out. It was, out yes. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, that was just our own private text stream. Uh -oh. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Next year, we'll make the Next G League draft Next public. Uh, yeah. But Sam Merrill was the top pick, who was, uh, who was one of the final cuts for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he winds up going number one overall. Again, the G League becoming a more and more important part of NBA roster building. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Sam Merrill or the G League draft in general? Yeah, the G League draft's a little bit of a different process because some people are like, wasn't Sam Merrill in the NBA for a couple of years? Yeah, you're absolutely right. He was. But the challenge with the G League draft or just the difference, I guess, not really a challenge, differences. One is players sign with the G League and then they're allocated to a team. Um, and one of the ways you can be allocated is if you haven't played previously, as a non-assigned player in the G League, 
you can sign with the league and be draft eligible, and then teams will, will draft you. So Sam Merrill was the top uh, overall pick. The number two pick was um, Joe Wieskamp. Um, who played for the Spurs. Um, he went to the Wisconsin herd. Merrill went to the Cleveland charge. Um, and then what you see often, I know um, uh, we just saw the Lakers, uh, Jimmy team South Bay, uh, just acquired the, the returning player rights to Devin Kennedy uh, from the Orlando Magic's Jimmy team, the Lakeland Magic. So often we'll see teams say, hey, we want to get you in our system or you were in camp with us, so they'll trade for the G League rights and those kind of things. So stuff just gets uh, a little different in the G League. My recommendation is don't get too attached to any of this because a lot of right. these rosters change uh, very, very rapidly. Um, but you can look it all up. It's all out there now. A lot of the teams, I know the main Celtics, have already released. Here's what our G League training camp uh, roster is. They're going to be in training camp for about the next week or so. Uh, teams play a couple, I think they call them scrimmages and not actually preseason games, um, but they'll play those. And then the G League season starts in early November. Um, where it really matters, probably for most fans' concerns, is when the G League season tips off, the 50-game clock for G League players also starts. Um, or two-way players, I should say. So the two-way players who are um, with NBA teams and the G League team, they can only play in 50 NBA games. Before the season starts, those games don't really count. After the season ends, those games don't count towards that 50. But when the G League season starts, that 50-game clock starts. Uh, so that'll be something you'll know, you know, occasionally be tracking and things like that. The, you know, hey, two-way player X. And if they really are turn out to be something they pop, that's when you tend to see teams say, right, well, we got to convert them. Um, and this year, much like it normally is, uh, non-pandemic impacted years, do players are not playoff eligible and those kind of things as well. I think to give you an idea of the way the G League draft is, you look at the second round of the G League draft, yeah. and there were a number of teams. In fact, the fifth pick in the <laughs> second round, uh, it, it came time to pick, and the answer was pass. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. And that, this actually, for so, if you follow the MLS, this happens in the MLS as well, where it comes time for a team to draft, and they just go, no, thank you. Yep. Um, that, that happens in, in the G league as well. You gets to a certain point where there's it's like, you know what, we've got our guys that we're looking at and there's nobody that we really want to take. And so you wind up having teams actually pass on draft picks, which of course you never see happen uh, in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, to give you another thing, Norris Cole, remember Norris Cole, uh, -huh. uh played, played with the LeBron heat when they, they were very, very good. He was the 19th selection of the, uh, uh, second round. So it just gives you a sense of, you know, Sometimes weird guys get drafted. Other times they don't. Sometimes when those teams pass, it's because they already have a full roster of returning players or guys who have already kind of been on the team and those kind of things. So, yeah, it, it does not, uh, you know, it, it's filled often with recognizable names, but not always the players that you're like, wow, you know, you know, who, you know, this guy's amazing. Uh, more often it's like, hey, I remember him, you know, or I remember that guy. So, yeah, there's quite a few like, um, uh, who's the other one? Rashard Vaughn. Remember him? Uh, mm -hmm. Guard played for the Bucs and a couple other teams. He got drafted in the G League uh, today as well. So, yeah. So that's that's the kind of stuff you see in the G League draft. All right. Back to the NBA and back into action. We've got our guy, back Levine. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Can, Weekend update. Can <laughs> Weekend, Weekend update. update Get silly. Love it. Uh, Zach Levine back in action for the Chicago Bulls and no minutes restriction on him. This is great, great news. Uh, I was getting a little bit concerned there that he was missing the beginning part of the season. 
um, dealing with knee, knee issues, but uh, now he is back in action and no minutes restriction tells you that the Bulls feel pretty good about where he's at physically. Yeah, I don't, I, that part I'm a little less feeling great about, but it is what it is, right? Um, uh, Billy Donovan did say like playing 38 minutes or more, I think was what his own uh, uh, kind of quote was, would not be ideal. So my guess is there is a, very loose minutes restriction. It's probably, you know, but I don't think sometimes this does happen. Sometimes you see it's usually a trainer or an assistant coach. They'll put them on like kind of the clock watch of, Hey, it's 20 minutes. It does not go over 20 minutes. Like at 20 minutes, you got to get them out. And we've even seen decay. It happens less. So, but believe we've even seen teams do take fouls, you know, to get a guy out of a game because they've hit their minutes limit and those kind of things. Um, not transition take fouls because that would come with a free throw now. But that's right. Um, but yeah, just where it's like, hey, wrap that guy up so we can get him out. But yeah, it's um my my guess is this is probably a little more. Hey, let's try to keep him around 32 to 35. Yeah, it's not a minutes restriction as in he can only play 20 minutes or something like that. It, it might be a range, but it doesn't sound like it that range is going to be less than he would typically play in a game like you would normally shoot for like a 32 to 35 minute exactly. game for a guy like yeah. Zach Levine. So it sounds like that's what it is. And just, Hey, if we happen to go into OT or double overtime, we're Hey, let's not, let's not push. it. Exactly. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. I think they are basically just trying to not, you know, uh, not, not, not beat them up too, too, too quick in, in his return here. And honestly, it's the right thing to do. You're already without lungs of ball. You gotta, you gotta keep, uh, keep, keep him going. All right, we also are getting a debut from Keegan Murray, who's out of health and safety protocols, gets to play for the Sacramento Kings. He is a lot of people's favorite to win the Rookie of the Year award. It wasn't our pick, but I have had a number of people say that that Keegan Murray is certainly a guy to watch. He was the Mm -hmm. Summer League MVP, has looked very good for the Kings, and uh, we finally get to see him in action tonight, so that's exciting. Yeah, not to go all Victor Wembanyama, but if Paulo Bancaro had never been born... Keegan Murray would have been my pick, probably <laughs> not rookie of the year, but but uh, such as it is, and you know, um, Ben Caro is off to a pretty good start. But yeah, psyched to see Keegan Murray uh, back, or I guess out there for the first time for real. Uh, you know, is that is that tonight? Yeah, tonight against the, the Clippers. So Saturday night as we're recording this. So uh, probably by the time some of you hear this, he'll have already played. So we'll see how he did. That's right. That's right. Should be exciting. All right, that about wraps things up for this weekend. A lot of NBA action going on. We've got tons of basketball to watch. Gosh, I love it. I love that like every night there's just there's games and more games and more games. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Welcome back, NBA. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Now we're uh, into the weekends. We, we get right. a couple early tips. It worked in there uh, on the weekends. I never understood why the NBA always does early Sunday games while football season's still going on. But I'm living that life. For The Lakers are playing the Blazers. Yeah. The middle of the day tomorrow. And I'm like, there's a ton of football games on that I would like to watch then too. But obviously that's not going to happen. Well, it's me, my friend. Tonight we get a ALCS game three uh, happening. It's it's uh, both first pitches is, is about to come uh, as, as we're going to top off here. And then I've got the Celtics game tonight. So I'll, I'll do two TVs. Multiple screens. Yep. That's, yep, that's it. that is Deep. the answer. Yep. That's the answer. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office YouTube channel and go find us over on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, stay safe and see you. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.